Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bet on Yourself podcast. This is a summary episode from my interview with Brent Holberman, and I am really, really excited by the challenge of trying to summarize our conversations. I thought this chat was really full of wisdom and best practices and learnings and inspiration for anybody at any stage in their career, but particularly those who might be at the beginning or earliest stages of your careers or who are starting your own entrepreneurial journey for the first time. So he really started by emphasizing that the biggest key to his massive career success was really comes down to the idea of starting your career at a place where you can be paid to learn. Now, I relate to this one a lot because my early career started me at Amazon in the very, very early years and then took me to Google, where learning at scale and at pace was an essential part of surviving, uh, let alone thriving there. So I couldn't agree with this more. The best combination early in your career is to be challenged on a daily basis to structure understanding and to really be challenged to get comfortable in that space and learn as much as possible. So for him, his, that's really the number one key takeaway from his early career years was starting in a place where he was being paid to learn. Second was he learned the value of centering his work around his passions. When you're being challenged on a daily basis like that, if it's not something that is fulfilling to you or personally interesting or important or part of the good you wanna be putting into the world, that can feel draining. But if your career is centered around your passions, that fills you up, it gives you that excitement so you spring out of bed in the morning and um, really gives you that drive to do that in the long haul that you might not have otherwise. So ideally, you look for those two things as much as possible, especially in the early part of your career. Then he talked about in the next stage when he was starting his own companies, he has a lot of wisdom around how to build a team. And these really resonated with me as well. So the first he said is to hire people whose strengths make up for your weaknesses. And I have to say, I definitely did that. When I was hiring my first team at Google, I specifically looked for people who I thought were better than me. I wanted them to be there to challenge me, to level me up, to make up for some of my weaknesses and to really raise the bar of our entire team. And the second part of building a team was Brent really recommended purposely creating a culture of people who do three things. One, they love working together. A group chemistry needs to be there for you to really take it to the next level. Second, those people need to love the mission. Everyone needs to be energized by it and united and have that common passion. And then third is you need to have fun doing your work together, enjoying each other's company, being really challenged, feeling like they understand you, that um, your diverse perspective is really appreciated and that you just sit there and have a really good time while you do it. I couldn't agree with his, his three tips there more because um, that's brought me a lot of joy and fulfillment across my career as well. The next part of our conversation, we really dove into how you accomplish exponential growth and how he's learned some lessons of scale kind of the hard way. So um, he built, uh, co-founded lastminute.com and they had some fantastic growth incredible scale, and then some massive challenges along the way. So first he focused on building and acquiring the backbone technology. He recognized a need really early, this is baby years of the internet, and he thought what the internet brings the opportunity for people to make some decisions at the last minute that weren't otherwise possible in brick and mortar uh, environment. And he saw the opportunity to, through this evolving um, innovative technology of the internet, he was able to build the backbone of his company around that. So that gave him, gave him the, the critical edge over his competitors. 
Second, and this probably isn't the sexiest part of the tip, but so important is he had to focus really early on the finance system because that is where your critical runway lies. And that is what you need to lean into. Be looking at those key performance indicators, looking at the data, diving into that headfirst and not being intimidated by it or letting the sexier projects take precedence. You really need to pay attention to your financial systems as you're starting a company. And third, I think this is so key, and I've repeated this to several of my consulting clients since, Brent says that it's really important that you put your very best people on your most boring projects. You can put them back on their fun projects after, but if you see if someone's a really high contributor and they solve really complex problems very well, or they lean into hard situations, or they're really data-driven and um, might have a unique lens on something, take those best people, put them on your most critical performance indicators, and um, allow them to kind of cross-pollinate their procedures, their thought process, their questioning, their data analytic approach to something, cross-pollinate that with the additional uh, foundational team, and then you can put them back onto their team. And I thought that was such a good idea. Just use your best talent in as many areas of your company as you possibly can. Now, after this incredible growth and scale and success that he had early in it, we're talking like the late 90s, 1998, he then had to survive the dot-com bust. Now, at lastminute.com, their share price went down 95%. So, okay, if you think this pandemic economic crisis was hard or 2008 was hard, 95% of his share price just disappeared overnight. So I asked him, what were the keys for surviving that? Because he survived it very, very well and had an extremely successful over billion dollar exit from this company. And the first key he said was to focus the entire team on the customer. And this is something that Jeff Bezos is very famous for saying. I absolutely learned this in my early years at Amazon, that when you focus on the customer, the rest of the problems kind of sort themselves out in terms of priority level and where to put your focus. But if your focus is on delivering those high quality resorts for your results for your customers, then um, you can focus on the next part. But the order of operation is very important, huh? The customer has to be first. The second key of this surviving the dot-com bust for him was keeping morale up. And he said this was really the most challenging and most important part was focusing on his team, making sure that they felt supported and safe and energized and that their work was still important rather than being distracted by all these headlines of doom and gloom. Uh, there were actually some pretty comical um, dot-com bust headlines back in the late 90s. He said, while you don't get distracted by those headlines, you do need to just focus on your key measurements. What are your key performance indicators to make sure that you know exactly where to double down with your resources and to ride out this wave? He says that experience of surviving the dot-com bust was like three careers worth of learning all wrapped up into one. And I absolutely believe that. I came into the work scene immediately after that in 2002 and rode that wave of uh, recovery. I can only imagine going through the, the height and then the fall. So now in the second phase of, or maybe this is third phase of Brent's career, he's now the co-founder of Founders Forum among many, many other endeavors. But this one really struck a chord with me because this is where he's created an organic community for entrepreneurs. He described this as a tribe of entrepreneurs who love meeting each other and supporting each other. And for me, I think this is one of the most special parts about working in tech 
is people are willing to share their learnings, give best advice, tell those war stories, share these keys that they've learned for surviving and thriving in their work. And I just, I love that the community aspect of it. I think the tribe is such a, such a nice way of describing it. And Brent said, there's a real need to mix next generation with breakthrough ideas because that injects this energy of mixing kind of those who have um, maybe are on the second phase of their career, who've learned a lot of lessons the hard way, inject in these new crazy uh, young entrepreneurs into their environment and have them learn from each other. There's such benefits in the, in the wisdom of, of lots of experience and maybe having run three companies and then having somebody really young approach things from a novice perspective and have that energy of they just don't know what they don't know and um, uh, they're not encumbered by the burden of the way that things have always been done. And he loves watching that magic happen at Founders Forum. And he says one thing he enjoys watching happen there is these, um, these unique patterns of risk taking that are coming out of it. So the first thing that he sees is the need to really remain optimistic, especially all of us have just survived 2020. And um, he said that there isn't a pessimistic entrepreneur. That is actually an oxymoron, and I agree with that. Yes, we have periods of overwhelm and doubt, but to be an entrepreneur means to be an optimist and to trust that you'll be able to figure out some really hard things. The second key for, of risk-taking that Brent has seen is to play offense, not defense. And I have seen this in my consulting clients who have survived the um, pandemic better than anyone else, was those who were willing to play offense. Instead of just riding the wave and seeing what would happen and feeling overwhelmed and, and um, an inability to do anything about it or be in control of their destiny, those who have sur uh, survived were very um, proactive. They were thinking, of, thinking through different scenarios, using their runway in more creative ways and creating opportunities for themselves where other people just saw limited options. And the third part of risk-taking is to hire the best talent while you can. Right now, things are shaken up. Right now, really high quality talent is available because maybe their company went under or they, they were furloughed or they just decided to jump into a new venture um, because they are realigning themselves with their true passions. So now's a good time to kind of poke your head up if you're one of those people and raise your hand that you're looking for new opportunity or if you're hiring for your company to, to seek out that level of people. And as you're doing so, he really encouraged all of us to really concentrate on diversity of our teams. Diversity in a team is so essential. I have been blessed by having teammates who come from very different backgrounds from me, have different perspectives, ask different questions, or make a suggestion that I wouldn't have thought of. And I am so glad to have worked with so many different kinds of entrepreneurs from all over the world of different growth scales and backgrounds. And that has really informed my um, expertise and my passion for being an entrepreneur. So Brent is a male champion of change. And that is a very data-driven approach to learning from other CEOs, seeing what they've done and passing that along to the next generation, especially in this um, lens of diversity. So these are CEOs who are passing on those lessons to underrepresented entrepreneurs, especially to women. And then he's also co-founded Accelerate Her, which is a pipeline of women talent, and they're building a community to help them succeed. They're connecting these very talented, promising female entrepreneurs with men to kind of create this partnership, an opportunity to learn from someone who's, who's been there before and to kind of, who can really pass on some of their lessons learned. And we ended our conversation with Brent by talking about his hope for the future. 
And I really enjoyed this because I think this is what all of us really need now as we're setting our intentions for 2021. He was most energized by this new generation who have a purpose in their jobs and careers. He just loves seeing this centering on creating the good we want to see in the world, being mission and passion aligned, empowering everyone around us, creating these tribes of support groups, and making sure that we really take very good care of each other. We're so much stronger as a group than we are apart. And I really um, hope that all of us are energized by that mission and that challenge to reach out to someone, to network even now while we're still distanced from each other and to build up a community where we support each other and create these beautiful opportunities. So that is my summary of the conversation with Brent Holberman. I truly hope you go back and listen to the full thing. It is absolutely worth your time. And I think you'll find it very, very inspiring. And until next time, go make a big bet on yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Bet on Yourself podcast. If you're like me, you have a lot of new insights and ideas of things you want to implement from this episode. Don't worry if you were listening to this while walking the dog or putting a baby to sleep or driving and didn't have hands free to take notes. We've done the hard work for you. Check out the show notes here in your podcast app or on my website, annhyatt.co, for additional resources. While you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter, which always supplements these podcast themes with additional free resources. May I ask for a quick favor? Please click on that follow or subscribe button here in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode and give us a five-star rating. I'd love it if you'd also share this via your social media with your friends and tag me so that I can see what resonated with you, who you would like to hear on future episodes, and what topics are on your mind. We'll be back next week with even more content to support you in your big bets. I'll see you then.